Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. I'm your host, Peter Sears. What's up? You guys know what I'm about to say, but I'm going to fucking say it anyway. If you're listening to this, this podcast is sponsored by my good friends at PerfectShaker.com. Perfect Shaker has all of your fitness accessory needs. So if you want like a cool shaker cup with like superheroes on it or Game of Thrones or Mortal Kombat or Power Rangers, if you want something like that, Go check out Perfect Shaker. If you want workout towels, they got the best workout towels, meal prep containers, meal prep bags, pill containers, wrist straps, wrist straps. They have all sorts of fitness accessories for their fitness lever in your life, whether that's you or somebody else. Do yourselves a favor. Ooh. Go to perfectshaker.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds. That's the word 10, the word pounds. You will save 15% off of your order. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. What's Bucked Up Supplements, Peter? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Bucked Up is a line of supplements that comes from my good friends, Ryan and uh, shit. They're not good friends of mine. What's his brother's name? There's two brothers, Dan. I want to say it's Dan, but anyway, um, started in Utah. They make supplements for weight loss. They make supplements for muscle gain. They make supplements for people like me that are, uh, you know, competing in endurance events like marathons, triathlons, etc. cetera. Uh, if you're a pregnant woman, they have supplements for that. They got vitamins, proteins, all the eans, amino acids, everything you might need, pre-workout, post-workout, intro-workout, all those things. So if you're looking to get into better shape or just enhance your health overall, do yourselves a favor and go to buckedup.com, enter the promo code 10POUNDS, the number 10, and the word POUNDS, and you will save 20% off of your order. What? Let's go. I gotta fucking play this for you guys. Uh. If you don't know, now you do. This is the new song titled Selfish by my idol, Justin Randall Timberlake. And yes, I know that I have a podcast about NSYNC. But you guys gotta hear this because some of you guys don't listen to that. This is a fucking great song, dude. What? Right? got to sing on Petey's podcast this week? What? If it wasn't beating for you all the time. What? So if I get jealous. Oh, dude. Can I just tell you guys really quick? Like, this is going to be a very uh, honest and also uh, just open with my honesty type of thing. This is going to be a podcast where I come right from the heart and just just give it to you guys okay first of all if you listened to last week thank you um i can't i can't admit, I, I just can't i can't stress enough how much fun i had in ohio and now we're going to talk about vancouver which was you know last week i'm a little late i've been so busy you guys i'm, I'm trying to get these out on a weekly basis i'm kind of a week behind but um Vancouver is just, like I said, I'm going to be really honest. So I don't know if you guys know, but I mean, you guys do know, but this, this Justin Timberlake song came out and he's about to go on tour. And, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I love Justin Timberlake <laughs> and, uh, I've been waiting for this, you know, I mean, I, I'm waiting for an NSYNC reunion as well, but you know, we knew that this album was coming and we really didn't know that in sync reunion was coming. And now we're getting both a Justin album, a Justin tour, and probably at least a couple new in sync songs. We've already got one. 
and there's probably at least one more on the way because of hints that the guys have given but then they might go on tour as like a farewell type of thing which I'm totally for and so it's just very exciting for me you know a lot of these a lot of times on these podcasts you know I talk about you know I've talked about playing baseball and playing with my friends and you know with my brother plays and just how important stuff like that is to me you know for I don't want to say my mental health because it's not really a mental health thing but I mean I guess indirectly it is but just to make you know just things that make my heart happy you know like just things that I love doing I love sharing with some of the people that I've known for years like just you know when I talked about it back, you know, when we were going through COVID and everything, and it was like, when we couldn't see each other and all those things, it really became a matter of, you know, me personally, and I'm sure a lot of other people just kind of appreciating the people in our lives and not taking that for granted anymore, which, you know, maybe some people did, maybe some people didn't, I don't know, you know, but I really do think that COVID kind of wisened all of us up to to things like that and I mean I know it did for me you know and uh so now you know in a, in a post-covid world when we're you know if you're like me trying to pick up the pieces and just you know things kind of were messy coming out of it and I, I do feel finally like after you know god it's been it's essentially going to be about four years now since we kind of started covid and everything you know but, you know, it's taken, you know, COVID took basically essentially, you know, depending on where you lived, a year to two or more years out of your life. Um, and for some of us, you know, we were left kind of picking up the pieces, you know, trying to, you know, make up for, you know, jobs that we lost, time with friends and family that we lost, friends and family that we lost. And just, you know, a lot of us lost a lot. Some people you know, depending on where you live, you know, you never lost anything. But, you know, my point is, is that, you know, I've I've talked a lot. I, I think that I have some things figured out. I don't have everything figured out because I still find myself at 44 years of age, still sometimes, you know, wondering why, why this happened and why that happened and why this person you know, who's not a good person is getting this, but me who's, you know, tries to be the best person that I can sometimes gets overlooked for stuff or maybe something fucked up happens to me. And it's just like, why sometimes you can't help it. You know, it's only human to sit back and, you know, see the fact that, you know, your mom died or your dad died or, you know, your, your relationships, you know, no matter how loyal you are in them, always end for some reason, and it never really seems to make sense. Uh, just so many things, you know, and, and that's why I think, just think it's so important for us to, you know, find those things, those little things or big things that, that really make us happy, you know, and I, and I know, you know, it's different when you have kids and a spouse and everything, but I don't have those things. But, you know, if that's all you have, I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem, I don't know. I don't know because I don't have kids. 
so I can't say. But I can tell you this, if you don't have kids and you're spending every day working a fucking job that you hate and you're not making time to do the things that you love or things that make your heart happy, you're missing out on life, man. Um, and so that's why I, you know, why I wanted to play that song. And it's just, you know, that song came out a couple weeks ago and I listened to it on repeat so many times because I was just happy that it came out, you know, and I'm excited for this new Justin album and this tour and everything. I talked a lot about it, but this on my NSYNC podcast, but um, I'd be lying to say that it didn't remind me of somebody and not necessarily, you know, one person, you know, but kind of, um, but what the song reminded me of was just the fact that, you know, I've, I've felt that way about people before, you know, I've felt a love like that before. And, you know, as sad as it is that I no longer have that love or those loves, you know, I think some people go through their whole lives and never experience love. And so, you know, the old phrase is like, it's better to have love than lost than to not have loved at all. Or, I don't know, I think I messed that up. But, you know, and you, when you hear that, you're like, no, broken hearts suck and whatever. But, you know, as you go through the healing process, you you look back and, you know, now I'm at a point where, you know, the breakup is, you know, it's been over a year now, obviously, or maybe not obviously, depending on how new you are. But, you know, we were together for seven years, uh, a big part of my life, obviously, but also like we've been not together for over a year now and I'm not fully healed. Like I'm just not, it's, I, I've, that's just the way it is, dude. Like there's nothing I can do about it. I'm trying to move on with my life because that seems to be what she wants. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm not going to put too much out there, but, um, you know, the bottom line is we were together for seven years and we've spoken once since we broke up in the last year. So, um, it's sad, you know, but at the same time, you know, that's the loved and lost part. But at the same time, you know, when you say it has better to have loved and have lost, you know, I think about that because, you know, as I mentioned, I was just in Vancouver this weekend and I love Vancouver. It's one of my favorite cities to go to. I think I could live there. I don't, and and I'll be honest, I, <laughs> yeah, I know you guys get tired of me talking about moving to Austin and staying in LA and all these things, but the fact of the matter is, is, is I have a job where I can live anywhere. Obviously, there's a few places where it's more conducive to live, but I could live in certain places, in certain markets. You know, Canada, every time I go to Canada, with the exception of this last time, <laughs> but every other time, and you know, it wasn't my fault, and I'll get into it in a little bit, but every time I go to Canada to do shows, because I've only gone to do shows in Canada, like those are all my visits have been work trips. And every time I, I do very well on stage. They love my comedy. They get my comedy. I think there's part of it is a, uh, 
I think Canadians just really love, and I'm generalizing, I'm sorry, but I think Canadians really love American and American pop culture and all those things. Like, I really do think that they, I don't know, maybe not respect is the word, but like there's a, there's an, an infatuation, I think, with Canadians and Americans. Not, it doesn't go the other way around. Like, Americans don't really care about Canadians for the most part, like, I don't know. I'm into Avril Lavigne. I guess I used to be not. I mean, her new music is fine. You know, um, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. Those are all wrestlers. Bret Hart, <laughs> uh, Trish Stratus, also a wrestler. My one of my celebrity crushes lady is uh, she's like 40. How old is Trish Stratus? I want to say she's 49 with three kids. And if you don't know who Trish Stratus is, just fucking google that shit right now she i posted i post her on my instagram all the time because she is a prime example of she's 48 yeah on how amazing somebody can look if they take care of themselves she is beautiful an amazing body flawless skin i just uh i if you know i talk about it often amongst friends and whatnot but um, if there's anybody, you know, people want to give me shit for dating girls that are younger than me. And to that, I say, well, bring me someone that's my age that looks like Trish Stratus. Because this is going to sound crazy. It's going to sound fucked up. But I don't take good care of myself and fucking work out all the time and eat great and maintain a certain level of fitness on the exterior as well as the interior I don't do all of those things so that I can get with somebody that doesn't at least match what I have going on I'm sorry if you don't take care of yourself exercise and you know you don't got to be crazy like me but if you don't do those things I'm not attracted to you okay flat out I'm not and if that means that I date younger girls because they're in more of the shape that I want, that's fine. There are women my age that take care of themselves. I just don't get exposed to them. Trish Stratus is spoken for. But I would date someone my age if they took care of themselves like Trish Stratus. So if you're out there or if you're listening and you know somebody that's out there, fucking point in my direction, dude. And I don't care where they live. I'm all about long-distance relationships. I can do it. I travel fucking every weekend for work anyway. So it's not like I'm in one place. I was literally home for two days this week, if that. Um, (laughs) So anyway, um, but Canadians, I always do well when I go to Canada for comedy. And it just feels great. And so back to Vancouver, like I've thought about living in Vancouver for a couple reasons. One... It's a very active town. Like, I don't know what you know about me. You probably know a lot if you're listening to this podcast, whether you know me personally or not, but I love running. I I, I thought about it. I used to not love running, and now I, I run so much that I fucking love it. And I love running in a different city. I love running in a city I've never been to before. Um... You know, I I love finding running trails in different cities. I love running in different climates, whether it be the extreme heat of Arizona in the summertime, which I've done, 
or whether it's, you know, running in eight degree weather, you know, in Wisconsin or Minnesota, like I've done or up in fucking Canada, you know, Edmonton. It's fun, dude. Like it, 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 it helps me see more of the city. I feel like I get a pulse on things like I I'm familiar with the landscape and I don't know. I just, and it, it just feels good. And you're getting this vitamin D and you're burning calories. And then when I eat whatever I'm going to eat in that town, I don't feel as guilty about it because I know that I just burn, you know, 2000 calories because I ran 12 miles or, you know, like there's all, there's all these different reasons, you know, I mean, I, you know, I talk about it all the time, but there's so many comedians just sit in their hotel rooms all day and, and then you think it's like, well, no wonder you're so fucking sad and depressed. Like you haven't seen the sun. It is scientifically proven that vitamin D elevates your mood. So if you're not going out in the sun, you better be taking a vitamin D supplement because that will help enhance your mood. But the best way to get vitamin D is go out in the sun. You know, Andrew Huberman says 20 minutes a day. So get out there. Liver King says it in a different way, but if you don't know who Liver King is, I can't get into it with you guys right now. Um, but like, I really enjoy it. And so, um, I just, uh, you know, so that was one reason. So Vancouver, like I said, is a very fit city, very active city. There's running paths everywhere. There's parks everywhere. You, you know, one minute you're in the city and you take a couple turns and now you're in the middle of a fucking forest and now you're running along the water and then if you go north a little bit you can go into the mountains and it's just like it's it's a beautiful landscape like there's a if you go back I don't know if you follow me on social media or not but go to my Instagram at Peter Sears and watch look at the picture that I posted um promoting my shows in Vancouver there's this picture and it's on Granville Street which is like kind of like one of the big streets in downtown Vancouver and it's like it's city and then in the background, you could see the beautiful mountains and trees. And you're just like, that's, it's pretty. It's like Seattle, but a little less city than Seattle. Um, Seattle, I enjoy as well. It's not my favorite city. Um, it was my ex-girlfriend's favorite city, which is probably why I'm not allowing it to be my favorite city. But no, I've always liked Seattle, but it, there's something about it. It's just always, uh, I, don't, I, I like it. I just couldn't live there. You know, but Vancouver is a place I could live because one, like I said, there's plenty of running trails. It doesn't get too cold. Like it does get cold and it was cold. I ran 12 miles in Vancouver on Sunday and Sunday or Saturday. I think it was Sunday. And uh, it was like 38 degrees when I headed out on my run. That's pretty cold. You know, PD, you know, four or five years ago would not have ran in those conditions, but you know, from living in Oklahoma and then just traveling so much and getting my runs in, you know, that's, I talked about it before, but that's one thing about running a marathon is if you circle it on the calendar and heaven forbid you register, you know, well in advance, that date's on the calendar, man. You got to get ready for that fucking marathon. So no matter where you are, you got to get those miles in or you're going to fucking suck. Or if you're like me, you're going to get the miles in and you're going to suck anyway, <laughs> but at least you're ready for it to suck you know what I mean and you're going to get less likely to get that's a big thing is like training for marathons injury is a big thing you know just making it there's been so many times where I had a race you know on the calendar circle this is why I wait to the last minute to register myself because you wait to the last minute and then sometimes you get hurt you know 
the week before or a few weeks before, like it's happened to me a few times where I was getting ready for a marathon and, you know, I, I had a bunion one time, I had bone spur, I pulled my hamstring, you know, just, there's all sorts of things, you know, that happen. Sometimes you just get really sick because um, your body has just been so overworked from the training, you know, that's why nutrition is very important and supplementation is very important, especially when you're running for marathons. But on top of being a very active city and a beautiful landscape, there's also a lot of um, film and television that get filmed in Vancouver. Don't know if you guys know this, but the greatest love story of all time, Twilight, was filmed mostly in Vancouver. It was filmed in some other places too, but Port Angeles, Forks, Washington, to be exact. But a lot of it was filmed in Vancouver. A lot of the forest scenes and all that stuff. Um, some of my favorite shows, you know, that are no longer on the air, but Flash, uh, Arrow, Supergirl, you know, Riverdale, like there's a lot of these shows that were filmed there. And so they have a lot of like television and film. So it's like, okay, well I can go there. I could be fit. I could be active. I can audition for stuff still. And if something happens over here, you know, I don't know what you guys know about the audition process. I'm not, I really don't even focus on it anymore you know, because I'm so just immersed in stand-up and just trying to be the best comedian that I can be. But also, like, I would like to be in, you know, I would love to be in a Marvel movie or TV show. And I would love, or I would love to be in a DC movie or TV show. Or I would love to be in a horror film, you know, like, and I would love to be like a real one, you know, like a scream or like just something like, like, uh, what's the fucking, the terrifier, like a fucking scary movie, dude. I would love it, man. Even though I've done it, like, I want to be like in a, you know, a bigger budget one, you know, and, but also like, I just want, you know, I've talked about it before, but my main goal this year is just sell tickets, you know, sell tickets because that's the only thing separating me from some of the guys that are you know, the big names in comedy right now is the fact that they have a following and they can sell tickets and I don't. So if that means that I have to be in a movie or a TV show where people start to recognize me and they want to buy tickets, then that's that's why I want to do those things. I would love to be in a Star Wars movie. Are you fucking serious? Or a Star Wars TV show? Like, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I don't really talk about it a lot on here. Um, but I just finished watching Ahsoka and... I've watched, you know, The Mandalorian and Boba Fett and um, what was the other one? Uh, Andor, is that what it was called? Um, just, you know, everything they do now is just fucking golden, dude. Like, I, I, I love it. You know, people, I think, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, when I was a kid, you know, we had Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. And when you learn that they were part four, five, and six, you're like, what the fuck? You know, like, why are these four, five, and six? And I remember my mom telling me, like, oh, he's going to make nine of them. So we're going to get seven, eight, nine. We're going to get one, two, three. And you're like, holy shit, what? There's going to be nine of them? And then, you know, it, for a while there, it looked like we weren't going to get them at all. And then George Lucas decides, oh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do the prequels, one, two, and three, Phantom Menace, you know, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith, right? And, you know, people didn't love them, like, you know, people talk shit, they're fucking nerds, you know, always ruin everything, 
for people, you know, it's this, it's that, it's blah, Jar Jar Binks sucks, and it's just like, dude, like, go write a movie, and then sell it, and then see what happens, good luck with that, dude, like, it's so hard, and you're not gonna please everybody, I like the prequels, you know what I mean, like, I grew up with Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, so, like, sentimentally, like, those are always gonna be the ones, but, you know, I have sentimental value, with, you know, the Phantom Menace as well, because I remember exactly, you know, that was, uh, was it 99 that came out? And, uh, I was, uh, was it 99? I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to reference this really quick. Phantom Menace, because if I, I feel like I'm getting the time wrong, but I don't think I am. When did it come out? It came out in 1999, that's what I fucking thought, dude, okay? And, uh, the reason why, I re- yeah, I remember this completely because um, I love Star Wars and part of it is because I grew up with it, but also like one of my fondest memories is of my childhood is going to, and I think I've talked about it on here before, but going to like the Chinese theater right there in Hollywood and Highland, classic, iconic theater, you know, classic Hollywood, you got the footprints and the handprints outside and like, you know, back in the day, <laughs> which I hate fucking saying, but it's real, you know, back in the day, that was like the theater to go to. So if a movie was coming out, like you had to go see it there. They had the Dolby surround sound and they and they were the, one of the first theaters to put the THX sound, which is George Lucas's sound that he fucking created, you know? And one of my fondest memories is my mom and I and my grandma waiting in line and going to see Phantom Menace, or Phantom Menace, Return of the Jedi there, you know, I remember my mom taking me to see Empire Strikes Back, you know, like, it just, that was great memory, so when Phantom Menace came out, um, I was like 1920, so 1999, yeah, like, I must have been 20, or just about to turn 20, depending on exactly when it came out, I do, no, it came out right before I turned 20, because I remember, I saw it the day it came out, the midnight showing, and then we went and saw it on my birthday also. And that was like the second time I had seen it. But I remember taking my mom because she took me. You know, I bought the tickets to the midnight show. And I took my brothers, you know, who were, you know, I don't know what, 13 and 11 at that point, I think. And, you know, it was, it was it's always going to be a fun memory because, you know, as you guys may or may not know, but my mom died a few months later. And so I'll always remember that as just like a thing that, you know, one of the last things that I got to treat my mom to, you know, before she passed away. But I love Star Wars and I would love to. And, and like I said, you know, we got the prequel and then people shit on those. So like, well, now we're not getting seven, eight, nine, you know, fuck you guys. And, you know, when I was in high school, I read the books, you know, they wrote books that were part seven, eight, nine, and I love those. And then, you know, later on, they're like, oh, no, those aren't going to be the books. Those aren't going to be seven, eight, nine. And then everyone shits on the prequel series. And then fucking, you know, George Lucas is like, well, now you don't get seven, eight, nine. Fuck it. You know, and we're like, God damn it. You know, and then all of a sudden there's like rumors that like we are going to get seven, eight, nine, but George Lucas isn't going to have anything to do with them. And you're like, wait, what? J.J. Abrams is involved. What? OK. And then finally it comes and you're like wait this is fucking great dude i love this and then people shit on that and you're like what the fuck is wrong with people so anyway 
I'm watching all these shows now because, you know, we went from having only three Star Wars movies to nine Star Wars movies. Actually, you got to add Rogue One and Solo, 11 Star Wars movies plus television shows. And it's just like, I'm all in for all of it, dude. Okay. And if you don't fucking like it because you're a fucking nerd, then shut the fuck up. Go write a movie that's better and sell that shit if you're so much better and you can do things so much. You just fucking just enjoy it, dude. It's so entertaining, and I would love to be in a Star Wars project. If you're out there, J.J. Abrams, fucking, or whoever is in charge, John Favreau, you know, I hear they're making a Mandalorian movie, fucking put me in that shit, dude. I don't care. Make me a stormtrooper. Have a Jedi cut my fucking head off, dude. I don't care, dude. I would love to be. Bill Burr was in The Mandalorian. He's a comedian. Fucking, there you go, dude, you know? Um, So anyway, back to Vancouver. It is a place that I've thought about moving to because of that. Because I love the scenery. I love that it's an active, fit city. You can go hiking. You can, you know, go running. You can go bike riding. There's plenty of gyms. I found a great gym that was right by my hotel. You know, I had my Anytime Fitness membership, and it was right there, walking distance to my hotel, which was perfect. Didn't plan it that way, just the way it worked out. Um, but also, yeah, I could still audition for stuff. You know, but also, Canada has, like quite a, a comedy circuit you know they have a whole chain of clubs called yuck yucks that i could work um i could definitely get signed with them you know and make my living doing comedy which is all i want to do anyway you know and i could still come here and I don't, I don't know the rules for visas and whatnot but um and uh it's just uh you know it's it's a place i've considered I love Vancouver. So that being said, I was excited to go. And I go and you know, I'm looking forward to working the club because I'm excited. The one, the guy that I was opening for, Ryan Davis, is kind of famous, you know, and we get there and uh you guys I I, I was not expecting this, but you know, Vancouver's great because it also has public transit. You can take a subway. Um, and it, you can take a subway to and from the airport, which is huge because in LA you can't fucking do that shit. And it's annoying because nobody wants to take you to the fucking airport because it fucking sucks. And then you want to take an Uber and it's like a hundred dollars. So you're either way you get screwed. So it is what it is, but oh yeah, a hundred dollars one way, by the way. Um, so I hop on the train, you know, head into downtown and then I got to hop on another. So so the comedy club is outside of Van- it's you know it's Vancouver but it's not in like downtown it's about I don't know it's about a 20 minute subway ride out of downtown so I had to take a train from the airport into downtown and then hop on another train from downtown to where the comedy club was and where my hotel was and I was excited you know I had I, I drove myself down to the airport you know, early in the fucking morning, um, and I get off, I get on the train, and I go downtown, and then I get off the train in downtown, and I walk outside the subway station, and I'm in downtown Vancouver, Granville District, which is like the hub of everything, like I talked about earlier, and then I just, I had a flashback to the very first time that I went to Vancouver, and it was Ashton and I there together and I lost it again <laughs> it's I wasn't expecting it 
Wasn't expecting to feel all of these things rushing back, but I did. And it really got to me in a way that I wasn't expecting, you know, like, yeah, like I, I, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, I heard the new Justin Timberlake song and, you know, it made me think about her a little bit, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But when I got to Vancouver, I was like, fuck, dude, like I wasn't expecting to to revisit like a memory like this. I was just going to, to a place that I enjoyed didn't realize that part of the reason I enjoy it is because, you know, she and I went and then it all just kind of flooded back. You know, one of the best trips that she and I ever had was the first time we went to Vancouver. Like it was, it was kind of magical. Like we just had the most fun, you know, we had both never been there. You know, we were, you know, we, we rented bikes and we rode all over the fucking city. We went over, you know, the suspension bridge that they have and through Stanley Park, which is like this huge park that circles the water. And we went to the suspension bridge. We rode our bikes up and I just just remember and we found a barbecue place and it was just so much fun, you know, it really is fun to have a partner that you can share those kind of memories with, you know, and it just it just really got to me because you know, I, I may never have that, you know, maybe I will, I don't know, like, I, I just, I don't even have time to attempt to look, every time I go to a city, I, I pray that I'll meet somebody, you know, my, my buddy, um, you know, used to do comedy, I mean, he still does comedy, but, like, he met a girl in Portland, and then they got married, you know, and he lives in LA, and now they live in LA together, it's like, it's possible, you know, like, we travel so much, I think, like, it's funny because like, you know, I've been meeting, you know, different girls on the road and I think they're all kind of like, you know, I'm cute, I'm charming, I'm whatever. But like ultimately in the back of their mind, they're like, oh, he's always in the road. He doesn't live here. But it's like I could live anywhere, you know, not that I would move somewhere for somebody. But like if it was a cool place and I could still do comedy, like I wouldn't be opposed to it. And just like I would hope that if someone met me that they wouldn't be opposed to like maybe starting their life over with me in LA or Austin or Vancouver or somewhere, you know what I mean? Um, but it's just like it, you know, just being right there in, in that moment in downtown Granville, like it really affected me and it, like I was not expecting it and it really brought my mood down. I'll be honest. And then fucking I go to my hotel and like, I knew it, but I didn't know it, but I ended up staying at the same hotel that we stayed at the first time, and it wasn't because, like, I did it on purpose, like, because I, I wanted, it was just because it was close, I, you know, I was trying to pick a hotel that was close to the venue, and I, I, I thought that that was the hotel, and it definitely was, and then, so that kind of fucking triggered memories for me, and so, you know, it really took me a couple days to, like, and, and you know, and part of the thing, too, was, like, by the time I got there, on on Friday or Thursday, I mean, like, by the time I got to my hotel room, it was like, I don't know, I want to say it was like five o'clock or something, I, I literally put my stuff away, took a shower, um, I don't even think I ate, like, I might have had like a protein bar or something, and then I had to go to my show, and it was just like, all right, and, you know, it was, it was fine, there wasn't a lot of people, wasn't a lot of people there, which is odd, because the guy's kind of famous, you know, I expected more people to be there, but he's just not a draw in Vancouver, I guess, which, you know, it sucks, dude, like, that's the whole thing of doing comedy, it's like, you hope to sell tickets, that's what this whole thing is about, you know, and, 
it really brought my mood down that I had, you know, so many flashbacks to times with Ashton and I. And the thing is, you know, I'm walking around and there's actually a lot of beautiful women in Vancouver. None of them at the shows, but a lot of beautiful women in Vancouver. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was kind of in a funk the first couple of days, even though I went to the gym, I worked out and, you know, got as much work done as I could and whatever. It was just like, I was kind of like a funk. And, and I, and because I got so emotional downtown, like I spent the first two days just kind of hanging out in the neighborhood where the comedy club was, you know? And, uh, then on Saturday I was like, you know what, dude? I need to fucking go downtown. So I went downtown, you know, kind of saw a bunch of things that there are to see in Vancouver. And, you know, I kind of started feeling like, all right, like I, now, now I'm going to make these new memories. You know, I, I made sure that I went to, you know, all different restaurants this time so that now I could start to didn't do any of the same things that she and I did, you know, and I'm starting this new chapter, obviously that I've been working on, but you know, it took me a little bit to kind of get out of that shell. And then I had a great time. You know, the shows were fun, even though not some of them were not very packed. You know, they were still fun. You know, I still got to do comedy in a foreign fucking country. Even though it's just Canada, it's still a foreign country, dude. Okay. And a city like Vancouver and Toronto, especially like those two cities, are very diverse and not diverse in the way we are in LA. Like, I mean, LA, you do have everybody. You've got blacks, whites, browns, obviously, but you got a lot of Muslims. You got a lot of Persians. You've got Indian people, Asian, you know, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, like everything, right? And in Vancouver and Toronto, you, you have that diversity as well. Not very many Mexicans, not very many blacks, but a lot of different types of Middle Eastern. And I'm not even going to attempt to know what was what, but like, you know, I'm talking like, you know, Somalis, you know, Saudis, fucking probably Persians, Armenians, like a lot of people from the Middle East are in a lot of Indian people, um, so it's it's a lot more diverse than you think. Like you think of Canada, I know I think of Canada. I think of you know, Pam Anderson, you know Chad Kroger, fucking Matt Stairs, you know like that's what I think of when I Russell Martin, you know like I think of that's what I think of when I think of Canadians. But it's a in the cities, like I said, Toronto, Vancouver. It's a lot more diverse with a lot more Asian and Middle Eastern people than I think people in LA are even used to seeing like they're the majority I feel like and so when you can do shows and still do well with that type of diversity like it really tells me that I'm doing something right and it makes me feel really good about what I'm doing and you know then I just started to kind of embrace it and you know just recognize that it's okay that I'm in a place that, you know, my ex and I have been to where we have memories and it's okay for me to feel a certain way and to be upset about it. Like, you know, we, we were together for seven years, dude. And even though like I, I've dated, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself out there, you know, 
there's still going to be feelings, and that's just normal. You, I mean, you might never get over that, you know? I mean, I remember, you know, I'm talking about Mr. Pittman, her dad, you know, and her, her mom, you know, and him got divorced because, you know, she may or may not have cheated on the dad, you know, back in the day, and he hasn't remarried since, you know, and that was, you know, 30 years ago, 30-something years ago. You know, so some people, I mean, not say that he's still hung up on her, but like, there is something too. like, at a certain point, there's only so much love you can give, you know, and then it just, maybe you find it again, but maybe you don't, and it's sad, but like I said, it's better to love than have lost than to not love at all, you know, but like, I just think that, you know, recognizing that it's normal to feel some of the things that I'm feeling, all the highs, all the lows, everything in between, like, I'm just a human being, and I'm just doing my best, and I think that's all that we can all do, is just go out there and do our best, which is why I'm so adamant about taking care of our health, because that's a translation, you know, if you are pushing yourself physically, it's going to translate to mental, and if I didn't work out so often, and so hard, and whatnot, I don't know if I would be in the same place and I would know if I could compartmentalize and, you know, recognize that these feelings are normal and that I'm, it's okay that I'm going to snap out of it. And do you know what I mean? Like I have the clarity, but I also just have been through enough in my life, you know, to know that it's gotten, it's been way worse, you know, knock on wood, but like, I don't think it can get any worse than losing your mom or your dad going to prison or getting evicted from your childhood home or getting your car repossessed or, you know, having a gig that you don't even have enough money to get to. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just, I've overcome all of these things, you know, and it's okay to feel things sometimes. It just, it just is. And, you know, whether you're a guy, I know guys don't talk about shit like that a lot. You know, we're all trying to put on a facade or, you know, whatever. And I try to put myself out there and keep it real with everybody on here, on social and everything, you know, like, you know, I posted like an emotional post about going to one of my gigs and just being grateful, but also emotional about it because I just... I've come so far in 11 years and I have so much further to go, but sometimes it is nice to kind of look back at how far I've come and to recognize some of these victories that I'm having and, you know, just things that I've been able to overcome, you know, and I'm sure I'm going to overcome more. I hope the worst is behind me, but you never know, dude, like life is fucking weird, man. Like it's all, I'm always being tested. I think we all are. I think some people have it is easier than others. But then if you ask them, they would think they have it hard. You know, it's just, it, it, it's all just relative, you know. You know, they say it's like, uh, Rogan talks about it all the time. I don't even remember who the quote is from. But it's like the hardest thing that's happened to you is the hardest thing that's ever, ha- the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. So, you know, for me, it's my mom dying, you know. But for other people, it's the fact that, you know, they didn't get this audition or they didn't get, you know, the car they want. You know what I mean? Like, it's all relative. But to you, that's the worst thing. And so, you know, I've, I've been through a lot, but I've overcome that and I've bounced back and I've 
been bouncing back every single time. And there's something to that, man, to mental toughness. You know, it'd be so easy for me to just call it quits, literally. Um, But that's just not in my DNA, dude. And so even though, you know, my trip to Vancouver, you know, started in a funk, I fucking came out of that shit, ran 12 miles through that beautiful city, tried some new foods, you know, made some new fans. And, you know, it was an experience, man. So just... Allow yourself to feel all the things, you guys. It's totally fine. You know, no one's going to judge. None of us have shit figured out anyway. Um, With that being said, I'm getting out of here. If you're listening to this, I don't know where I'm going to actually post this. So if you listen to this, I may or may not be coming to Portland, Maine this weekend. (laughs) Um, I'll be at the Portland Comedy Co-op on Thursday in Portland, Maine. Uh, and then Friday and Saturday, I'm going to be at Great Falls Comedy Club in Auburn, Maine, which is like 30 minutes, I think, outside of Portland, Maine. Um, I had a gig next week in Rochester, Minnesota, but they asked me if I, they didn't ask me to reschedule, but they kind of did. And so I rescheduled those. I'm going to be there in the fall, probably. Um, and I'm going to be, in, I'm coming to Mescalero, New Mexico in a couple weeks, February 22nd the end of the mountain gods again um and then i'm going to be at blue water casino in parker arizona i'm going to be at honda casino in pine top arizona i have my monthly show in hollywood that's coming back march 2nd at petty cash i haven't even posted about that one um i'm going to be at bear river casino up north somewhere in california march 8th i'm gonna be in reno march 9th like i'm gonna be fucking everywhere you guys it's coming dude the p train is fucking coming hop on board share my content if you if i post a clip that you think is funny share that shit dude the only thing separating me is my ability to sell tickets you guys can help me just share it dude it's free okay thank you guys for listening come to my shows this has been the camera adds 10 pounds. Leave a review on Apple I on Apple Podcast if you can. Thank you. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.